Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive, the headquarters of the Saints and the Pelicans. We've reached the end of what's been a great week. Uh, great guests all week long, and certainly glad that you've been with us. We're going to wrap it up in style today. Uh, David Wesley, uh, of course, will be joining us as promised, and we'll discuss Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Last night was fantastic if you're a Warriors fan. A huge win for the Warriors as they kind of ran away with it in the fourth quarter, and they've now tied the series two games aside. Uh, LeBron James uh, gave it his all, even with a gash in his head, but uh, the role players from Cleveland were not quite the same in Game 4 as they were in Game 3, and the Warriors made a big adjustment. Andre Iguodala inserted into the starting lineup uh, and had a tremendous impact, and uh, Steph Curry looked like Steph Curry. The Warriors looked more like the Warriors, and therefore we're tied now at 2, a big Game 5 coming up on Sunday out in Oakland, California. David Wesley to tell us more about that and uh, give us his thoughts on Alvin Gentry too. And then on the Saints side, we're pleased to welcome in Sean Fizan from Fox 8 Sports. He'll recap uh, Saints OTAs from his perspective, makes a lot of valid points. We're glad to have Sean back today. And then Raphael Bush, uh, Mr. Bush, uh, will offer up uh, some insight as to where things stand with the Saints defensive uh, secondary and the, in the uh, de- entire defense overall. So a quick visit with him, uh, as was recorded on Wednesday at the end of Saints practice. So a very busy show, and uh, certainly we want to get started on that. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, David Wesley jumps in here on the Black and Blue Report next. Do you have all the right moves to be a member of the hottest dance team in the NBA? The Pelicans dance team is having open auditions for their 2015-16 squad, and you're invited to try out. Audition prep classes are starting soon, with open auditions happening Saturday, June 13th at the New Orleans Pelicans practice facility on Airline Drive in Metairie. Get details on these prep classes, open auditions, and full Pelicans dance team coverage now at pelicans.com. For fast relief, call 
The heat is here, and Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating is ready for action. Keefe's is South Louisiana's AC replacement specialists. When you're ready for a new high-efficiency, money-saving air conditioning unit, call us. And as always, call Keefe's, and we'll get you cool in three hours or less. Guaranteed. Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keefe's. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. All right, welcome back to the podcast. David Wesley has promised here on the Black and Blue Report this Friday. And uh, great stuff again last night, game four of the NBA Finals. We just touched upon it a minute ago. But, uh, David, this series is, uh, first of all, let me stop. First of all, David, good morning. It's so good to talk to you. Hey, good morning, Sean. I haven't seen you all summer. We need to get together. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but here today we'll do it electronically, and uh, and yes, the NBA Finals has uh, reached a tie now at two two. Uh, what did you think of Game Four last night? Well, first of all, great series. Uh, if if you're not excited about watching, whether you're a Cavs fan or a Warriors fan, uh, there's something really wrong with you. Um, last night, I thought the uh, like like the broadcaster said, I, I thought the Warriors did a much better job of getting pace, um, pushing the ball up. They had several baskets where, uh, on made baskets, they got it out quick, ended up getting either fouls or baskets at the other end. And I thought that was more true to their pace. Uh, the way the Cavs decided to guard Curry last night, I think they would go back to trapping him. Uh, last night they switched it and they left him some, some mismatches where he kind of got into a little bit of, uh, a rhythm, um, but man, great series, and 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 I think the 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 Warriors have now taken back control, going back home where they play well. If they can play with that same type of pace, then my second prediction: <laughs> I had Warriors in six, now I have Warriors in seven. I think that will hold true. Yeah, I think so too. What do you think of Steve Kerr's move to start Andre Iguodala last night? Well, it, it looks great because Iguodala hit shots. Mm-hmm. You know, Iguodala goes out there, he's left open as much as he was. If those shots aren't going down, then it doesn't play out the way we're talking right now. He made a lot of big shots. He shot with confidence. Can he repeat that? The one thing I've noticed about the Cavaliers is their role players, you know, that's what great, great players have a tendency to be able to do it every night. Uh, then they may miss a night, and then they're back on it for, you know, the next 10 games. Role players, it, it, there's ebbs and flows, and, and last night, Cavs role players didn't get it done. In game three, Warriors role players didn't get it done, in addition to some of their top players. But, you know, I just think that, that it depends on who steps up out of the, out of the shadows, off the bench, and, and puts the ball in the basket for either team is a team that's going to win. Isn't that interesting? Because going into the series, I think all of us were pretty dialed in, and rightfully so, on the magic of having um, the best player in the world in LeBron James uh, going head-to-head with the current MVP. And, and some of the other stuff kind of got lost, but sure enough, the adjustments uh, that have been involved with the, both of the head coaches and these role players – they're the, that's the story, David. And, 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 yes, we're marveling at LeBron and Steph, but 
it really speaks to the quality of the series and the game when you have to layer in all this other stuff. Well, I think it goes back to, you know, sometimes I'm talking to younger kids and everybody wants to be LeBron and Michael and, and, I, and I always slow them down and say, there are 450-some players in this league. And there's only one or two stars on each team. So let's say it's two on each team. That's 60 players. The other 400 are role players. They should be looking at some of these guys that had to work for it, dig it out, make it happen, uh, like Matthew Delavadova, who's shined in this playoffs and just with maybe less talent, less quickness, is finding a way to be impactful throughout this playoffs. Uh, getting on the floor, making the, the big plays. And I think that's what kids need to watch more than the superstars because superstars can't win it by themselves. And LeBron and Steph have tried. There's no way they can do it. The role players have stepped up and played great in, in a lot of big moments. Yeah, great point, great point. David Wesley's with us from Fox Sports New Orleans uh, and, you know, of course, the Pelicans uh, television broadcast with Joel Myers. Uh, David, you played in the NBA Finals with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Has that made you watching this series involving Cleveland again all the more interesting? Well, I, it, it it does, you know, especially, you know, because that was their first trip to the Finals in 07. Now they're back in the Finals again uh, with a much more mature uh, LeBron James, a better leader. Uh, you know, he's not playing at the level that, that he's played in in the past finals, but all players know that when you play with better players, it makes your job easier. And while LeBron is the best on the planet, he was still playing with some great players in Bosch and Wade. So he was able to look good. He, wasn't, he didn't have to take all the shot clock running down shots where he's not shooting a great percentage. He didn't have to shoot 35 times. So he could be efficient. Well, now he's having to do more, but I think this is his best job uh, he's done probably in his career, the way he's leading this team of guys that, that are pretty much kind of role players. David, I don't think I've had the chance to ask you on this program about Alvin Gentry and the hire made by the Pelicans to uh, bring Gentry in here after the NBA Finals to serve as their head coach. Uh, what's your take? What's your initial reaction to that move? I, I like it. I think offensively, uh, when you when you when you bring in a guy like this, and being in the West where you have to score, and there are nights when the Pelicans really struggle to score. I think this team, with the talent it has, needs to be able to have some offensive freedom and some uh, some push to go take chances. Yes, you're going to have maybe higher turnovers, but getting easy baskets, not playing that grinded out half court basketball, that's tough. So with Calvin Gentry, you saw what he did in Phoenix with Steve Nash and that group up tempo, and now you see him with the Warriors up tempo, and the style of offense the Warriors run is more of a passing game, player movement, ball movement. Uh, there are no rules, which makes it tough to guard. I would like to see this team play with a little more up-tempo, and they still have to defend, but I like the way that the Warriors have found a way to be one of the higher-scoring teams in the league and still be able to get stops and defend. So I, I, I expect that to be brought with Alvin Gentry to this team. 
Yep. Uh, and I think you're pretty familiar with some of the guys they're talking about maybe he brings in as a part of his staff. You're going to have a, a group of guys that you guys could have one heck of a pickup game if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, first of all, I am careful. So I'll go watch <laughs> them play some pickup ball. I am not going to play any pickup ball. Can't mess up my golf game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You and Robert Pack and some of those guys, no? Absolutely not. Oh. You know one of the worst injuries that old men have? Yeah, Achilles. Achilles, Achilles tear. <laughs> that would be me. I don't have um, time for rehab. I don't have time to be on the shelf. <laughs> not going to do it. No, okay. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, a shoot, a shoot and crutches is not a good look. Uh, no, it's not. No, and uh, and your golf clubs getting dust on them, not a good look either. No, sir. No, sir. Um, I owe you a golf game, and that will happen here shortly. Otherwise, have a great weekend, David. Uh, thank you. You have a great weekend as well, and uh, happy birthday to my wife. I'll throw that out there. Uh, today is her birthday, and, and we're going to do a little bit of celebrate. All right. The show is for Shannon Wesley, and we will take it from there. David Wesley with us. Uh, Former NBAer, of course, and a television analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans. Well done again, my friend, and I appreciate it. Yep, no problem. See you soon. Thank you. Sean Fazan from Fox 8 Sports. Talk Saints with us in just a moment. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. He, of course, covers the Saints pretty much on a daily basis, not to mention sports all across southeast Louisiana. We're proud to welcome back Sean Fazan from Fox 8 Sports to our little podcast. Sean, good morning. Glad you could join us today. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Did you sweat yourself through practice yesterday? How was that? Uh, I was able to sweat myself through. It was, it was hot. You felt the June heat. Um, Hey, it's that time of year, right? So we're just kind of watching football and, 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 and absorbing the, the, the sunshine. So, uh, but you know what? We talk it out. You know, we're tough media, of course. We're able to battle through it. You, you, are, you are tougher than most. Some of them are a little soft. I'm not going to name names, Sean. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it is, it is June. And, and, yes, you were watching football yesterday. But what kind of football are we watching in June? Uh, well, it's tough to say. And I always hesitate to, to get too excited about what I see on the field in June just because it is football with no pads. But I think – the one thing I, I'm kind of eyeballing is, is that chemistry being developed between quarterback and receiver, and particularly this year, just because uh, the wide receiver position is so wide open behind the top two. So it is kind of something interesting to see. It's really hard to get a gauge on the, on the offensive and defensive linemen, uh, more with the, uh, the coverages of, uh, of the secondary and the uh, safeties and, 
the, the chemistry with the quarterback and wide receivers is really the thing I pay attention to most. And I have seen some, some development and some progress on that front. It's easy to sit there and, uh, and try and pick your favorites from practice. Uh, and what we put into that, you know, sometimes is rather subjective. But with that being said, um, what were the highlights for you as, as you watched the third of the uh, open uh, practices during OTAs? Well, it was, it was the Delvin Bro show. Now, on two front yeah. days, he was incredibly productive. He had four pass breakups from what I was able to count, and it was just an incredible interception. It, that, that's such a difficult play to defend where you, uh, he was defending a back shoulder, turned, found the ball, and caught it with one hand. It was an unbelievable play. But more importantly to me was the fact that Brandon Browner was out nursing of a minor tweak, as he called it, or, and Delvin Bro was the next man up at such a critical position. Now, I, I don't want to say I wrote off Delvin Bro, but when I heard the signing, I thought, okay, this is a the guy they're going to see what he has left and who knows what will happen. But for him to already basically be second on the death chart, as I said, I know it's June, but still, to me, his production uh, combined with where he is on that depth chart right now, at least right now, it was too much to ignore. And I felt like Delvin Bro really sold the show uh, uh, on uh, Wednesday. So he was a, he did great. I thought Brandon Cooks offensively, to me, was the most productive. He seems to uh, have a great route tree, the uh, diversity. He can go deep, go short, you know, the, the dig routes, the comebacks. I thought he had a great game, uh, great practice with Drew Brees and Luke McCown, both of throwing passes to him. And I thought it was interesting to get Andrews Pete back on the field uh, second team right tackle. Uh, I think it's imperative that he gets on the field as soon as possible just because he was a little bit behind. But I think ultimately those three things were the things that really stood out as far as uh, on the field Wednesday. Let's work backwards here a little bit. You mentioned Andrus Pete, who finally got his classes and graduation out of the way at Stanford. Obviously, he's got a little bit more to do as far as catching up goes. And, and as well, Sean, it's, it's, it's hard to sometimes evaluate uh, especially linemen with no pads and whatnot. But when you watched Pete, was there anything that you were looking for or that started to show why the Saints were high enough on him to use him in the first round? Yes. Physically looks the part. 6'7", 315. Um, he's just a massive guy. And he just he moves very well. Now, he was moving without pads, but you can tell he's very fluid in his movement. I did see one run on a draw play with C.J. Spiller where literally he made the one cut and cut right behind Andrews Pete uh, for a big game. So I, I think you see the potential. Um, now we'll see when the pads come on just how physical he is. But from an athletic standpoint, just from a pure, a pure kind of physical stature standpoint, he's an impressive guy. So I can see why the Saints like him. Uh, and right now he's about where I thought he'd be in terms of being with the second team at right tackle. Uh, he'll be battling Zach Street for that starting right tackle spot. And ultimately, uh, you know, I can see why the Saints chose him and, uh, hopefully he'll be there for years to come and, and be the player they thought he could be. And you mentioned Brandon Cooks on the offensive side of the football as well, Sean, and I'm curious as to how they were using Brandon yesterday when he was making the plays that caught your eye. Uh, in what ways was uh, Sean Payton and, and the offense uh, going about using that, that weapon that they'd like to see improvement from? Well, to me, it, usually when you have a smaller receiver, that you have the smaller receiver type routes, you know, your, your Lance Moore type routes, if you will, your underneath plays, Try to get him quick. Try to get him going horizontal, just to you know to, to use those quickness. But with Brandon Cooks, as I said, he's got such a diverse route tree. He can run every route in the book. So they were using that to uh, to their advantage. I mean, he had a play where he ran kind of a post route uh, and went up against a bigger corner and got the ball. Uh, he ran an out route. He ran uh, a deep ball on the from the sideline, which is you know you would think a little guy he'd be more in the slot, but he was on the sideline. 
uh, and got over Delvin Bro. One of the few plays Delvin Bro did not make it was an absolute dime by uh, Drew Brees. So to me, it's the diversity with which they use Brandon Cooks that's really standing out. He really doesn't have a weakness in in his uh, route running, and I think that's a huge asset for a guy his size. Sean Vazan from Fox 8 Sports with us here on Black and Blue Report. Sean, a lot of times this, uh, these OTAs are very focused. There's a certain package that's uh, gone through quite extensively, whether it be in the week, you know, the three days, or even in, in one individual practice itself. What kind of work did you see on the field for this team as a whole yesterday? I, you know, I thought uh, clearly it was, it was a two-minute type day. They were doing that two-minute drill, and, and the competition that kind of cranked itself up. You know, you get in those situations and it's hot and uh, all of a sudden they say two minutes, offense versus defense, you know, who wins? And uh, I thought both sides, you know, uh, were able to make some plays. I thought ultimately the defense won. Uh, you know, Keenan Lewis had an interception. Uh, Delvin Bro had to play the day at the end where he kind of, well, not the play of the day, but the, he ended practice with a, with a pass breakup at the goal line, which would have, you know, been, been a touchdown for, uh, for the offense. I think ultimately – it's that sense of competition. You know, you walk out there on a practice field, you see North Compete Street. It seems to me like the focus has been crank up the competition from the second you get on the field. And, I mean, there's nothing more competitive than a two-minute drill offense versus defense. And uh, I thought ultimately the defense got the upper hand, but it was a good ebb and flow to practice yesterday. The fans will be able to the black and gold next week. Minicamp is open, obviously, weather permitting. But, Sean, after you've now seen them a couple of times through the OTAs, um, what would you instruct or what would you suggest that fans go to practice looking for uh, here in June? A couple things. Watch the wide receivers, the young guys, especially in Brandon Coleman and Dontavious Jones. Brandon Coleman in particular was targeted a lot yesterday. Uh, and just because that position group is so wide open – and I'm telling you, fans are going to fall in love with number 28, C.J. Spiller. Uh, I mean, the quickness, uh, the vision, the versatility. You know, I said in my blog, you know, watch out for the wheel right out of the backfield. That's going to uh, kind of replace the Pierre Thomas screen because uh, he runs that to perfection. And it actually was a big play uh, in Wednesday's practice. So, C.J. Spiller, the wide receiver group, pay attention to the secondary as well because they have a lot of new faces. They're mixed and they're matching, and I think, Clearly, they addressed that area this offseason as the biggest area of improvement as far as having to get better. And, and I think you'll see that on the field. This, this secondary, at least right now, looks to be much improved from where they were a year ago. Sean Fazan from Fox 8 Sports. Nice work, my friend, and uh, enjoy the weekend. I know you will, and uh, we'll see you all at minicamp next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Sean. You got it. Sean Fazan with us with a little Saints coverage here on the Black and Blue Report. Back after this. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. 
We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Let's take you inside the Saints locker room here on this Friday. I want to catch up with Saints defensive back Raphael Bush. Uh, our crew spoke with him after practice on Wednesday, and uh, certainly this uh, storyline regarding the defensive backs and the defense in general is, is a fun one to watch here uh, as we watch the Saints progress through OTAs and now toward minicamp uh, this next week at Airline Drive. What you're going to hear here is a uh, media session in front of Raphael Bush's locker and we want to say a special thanks to Juan Kincaid from Fox 8 and John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. They are going to lead the way with the questioning here. But this is Raphael Bush after practice on Wednesday. What's next week is minicamp to right now OTAs. Does it feel different as a player? Is it all just getting out there with pads on running in the heat? It's all the same. You know, it's just about preparing yourself mentally, going out there and doing some of the things that you normally do on a daily basis. So there's there's not nothing different about it. Probably just the schedule. Other than that, it's just football. What do you see from this secondary of one year older now, one year longer together? Well, I just think we're just trying to find a way to mesh together. You know, we got some new faces out there. You know, for the most part, those guys have been making plays. And um, it's just about growing together and, and learning each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses and trying to just work together and cope. Last year, I mean, Rob talked about how we still haven't created enough turnovers going off last season. Has there been an extra emphasis amongst some of the veteran players to kind of coach each other up a little bit to kind of create turnovers, even though it is just Well, I, I think that's always an emphasis. Um, you know, we're trying to do um, some things differently schematically to um, – to uh, up those chances of getting turnovers. So, um, you know, we, we're just learning this new defense that we're kind of running, and it's working well. And um, so we're trying to work on just emphasizing and getting more turnovers. So that's always going to be an emphasis, and that's something that we're always going to continue to work on. What do you think about Delvin Bro? How he's been playing? That one-handed catch he had today. Uh, I mean, he had a great – he had a he had a great – a hell of a day. Um, actually, he had like five PBUs and an interception. So, you know, he's not afraid of the bright lights, and he's been doing well all training uh, – mini camp. And uh, I'm excited to see him out there. Rafael, we've heard a lot about the, the simplification of this defense. Have, you know, what's that process been like, and do you feel like it's going to benefit you guys? Well, it's always going to be beneficial when you can go out there and just play fast. You know, so last year, you know, we had a lot of calls and there was a lot of bus plays, and uh, that, that, that's no blame on anybody but ourselves. But you know, with with the new scheme that we're putting in, things have been a lot easier. So you know, if you can play fast, that's when you can make your plays. Great stuff as always from Rafael Bush. He is one of the great spokesmen for that Saints defense, and of course for his position group. Don't forget, minicamp is open to all of you next week, uh, weather permitting. As long as the Saints are practicing outside, it's all yours, and that's a three days' worth of work, all mandatory for the Saints, and their last bit of work uh, as a team before taking the break prior to training camp at the Greenbrier. All the uh, details can be found at NewOrleansSaints.com. I hope that you'll be able to make it out to at least one of the workouts this coming week and check out all the new faces. And I hope that the guests we've had on this week have given you a good primer of uh, things that you might see as you watch the Saints work out here in June. It is Friday. We're going to take our last break, come back, give you a final note or two, and then we're out of here. And all of us will be doing a great weekend. Stay tuned. We're almost done right here on the Black and Blue Report. I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir. I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island in a new sports car and a golden hot That's tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. 
All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. Well, Daniel Salerson will be in the chair here on Monday. And as a matter of fact, Daniel's going to take you through all of next week here on the Black and Blue Report. It'll be our final week of podcasts for this season uh, designed here to wrap up with the end of Saints minicamp uh, here on Airline Drive. Uh, I certainly want to say thanks to all those who have helped us uh, put together the show and all the great guests we've had all season long, and, and thanks to you all for making us a part of your day. I hope that you'll join Daniel next week uh, for all the coverage of minicamp and the uh, finishing up of the NBA Finals. Um, the sooner those end, the sooner we get Alvin Gentry, as a matter of fact, and so we'll look forward to that that introduction as well uh, in the next uh, seven to ten days, I would imagine. But uh, Daniel Salas will be your host next week, and then I'll, I'll rejoin you in this format when the Saints uh, get ready to go to the Greenbrier for training camp in late July. Fred Ruckert's been our producer and engineer all week. He's done a fantastic job. We thank him for uh, sliding in with us as he's done numerous occasions, and uh, we'll wish him a very good weekend. And we'll say thanks today to Sean Fazan, David Wesley, and Raphael Bush. We hope that you all have a fantastic weekend. Good luck to the LSU Tigers up at Omaha in the College World Series. Don't forget they play Sunday afternoon at 2 and then uh, you'll be able to turn around and catch Game 5 of the NBA Finals from Oakland, California on Sunday as well. And uh, for all involved, we say thank you very much. Have a great summer, everybody. Training camp will be here before you know it. Uh, and check Daniel out next week right here on the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks again and so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.